contestant one, two. Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Craig Moorhead. And I'm Sean Harwell. And this is a podcast where we usually talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks. That's what we do in our main episodes. Our most recent mm-hmm. episode was a very fun one where we talked about Quest for Fire, the 1981 sort of caveman epic story with independent filmmaker Heath Michaels. So go check that one out. And uh, mm-hmm. this one, we're going to talk about some some stuff that's in the news and uh, some stuff that's sort of relevant to movie nerds without getting into the really, really nerdy stuff, right? Yeah, we're going to keep it about 50% nerd. Yeah. But uh, if you want to go full nerd, why don't you come on over to uh, neverheardpodcast.com. That's our website. You can find links everywhere else. We spiffied it up a little bit. It looks a little different. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Twitter at neverpodcast. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So, yeah, come say hello. So, Sean. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the movie industry. Let's do it. Just today, I believe it was released just today, the Train Spotting 2 trailer. That's right. We've been talking about this a little bit already. Yeah. Finally got some actual footage. Uh, it's looking good. How, uh, what, what do you think? I was I was impressed, and I think once again, it's just like these trailers are so good. Like they're good mm-hmm. at making you excited about these things, regardless of how they end up. But this one, I feel especially just knowing uh, the style that obviously Danny Boyle used in the first one. Uh, it definitely seems like it's maxed out here in this thing. <laughs> if yeah. the trailer's any indication, you know, it's a little weird hearing choose Facebook, choose Instagram. That the you know the the monologue <laughs> from from Renton, uh, from Ewan McGregor. I, I feel like that's never kind of what really stuck with me from the first one. So I'm, I'm hoping that a little bit goes a long way and it makes sense to put that stuff in this trailer. Absolutely. You know, up until now, uh, I've pretty much only been excited about the fact that there was a second train spotting and I had no idea yeah. what to expect out of it. Uh, but yeah, seeing the trailer and exactly like exactly like what you're saying, like there's so much... I don't know. There's so there's just so many great visuals, anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, and just seeing all those guys again. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It looks it looks pretty exciting. I'm I'm interested to see another trailer. I'm sure we'll get another trailer that kind of goes into the story a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, I I think two two final little things on that. I like the idea that this might be about the fact that. Yeah, addicts sometimes quit their drug of choice, but that doesn't mean that they lose their addictive personalities. And it definitely seems like that's an mm-hmm. effect here. Like they're exploring that that idea. I think that's really interesting. And I got super excited about the idea of seeing Robert Carlyle again. Like he just seems so great, and he was. Yeah. He was like such an intense force in that first movie, and then just really kind of fell off my radar. You know, um, after yeah. that and. But it, it looks like he's going to have a lot of fun with that character again in this one, and I, I, that that makes me kind of excited because yeah, yeah, I just can't think of anything else I've seen with him that I've I felt the same way about him as an actor. I agree. Get it. Get it. Get it. Now, what do you have for me, Shaw? Uh, I I got a really ultra rare Terrence Malick public event. Mm-hmm. which kind of blew my mind. We'll post a link to this article. It was on the film stage. Someone wrote a firsthand account of attending a Q&A that he did at Princeton University. And obviously, like, if you don't know Terrence Malick, he did The Tree of Life. He did Badlands, um, Thin Red Line, 
Knight of Cups. He's got a new documentary out that's shot in IMAX. But you just go Google his ass and go watch some of his movies because mm-hmm. you'll understand why he's got like such a mythic kind of um, story behind him. So the fact that he did this is is almost like a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. But um, there was one thing in particular that got me excited from it. And I'll just read here just a little quote. It said, um, while the director has enjoyed the freedom that comes from uh, his particular mode of production, which is very, very loose and clearly improvisational in a lot of ways, um, he claims to be gravitating back toward working with clear scripts and pre-planned productions. And that got me really excited because I watched Badlands again a couple months ago and then read the script for the first time. Mm-hmm. And... I think there's maybe one scene in that script that did not make it in the final movie. And the rest is like almost word for word. Yeah. And to compare that to like what Tree of Life obviously must have been, you know, um, they're just night and day, like stylistically for sure. Yeah. And I love Badlands. I like, I don't know. I like, I was thinking about it, like, I don't know. Do you have a favorite Terrence Malick movie? And is it if you do, would you say it's different from what you would say is his best movie, if that makes sense? That's a good question. Um, both Badlands and Days of Heaven have very uh, uh, um, big places in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few here that I haven't seen. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I liked The Tree of Life. And I liked a lot of what he was doing in it. But I still got to say, like, that style still tends to lose me. Like, it doesn't yeah. really hold me in its grip the whole time. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's maybe it's not really supposed to. It, you know, it's pretty free-floating. Um, whereas something like Badlands, like you're saying, is is very, very tight. That's a very yeah. tight movie. I mean, it's Days of really Thunder well is even a little, uh, you know, looser than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting, too, uh, to me. That that he's you know wanted to go back to things that are a little more structured. That's that, in a weird way, it's exciting to me, and it makes me want to watch, you know, Knight of Cups even more, and and to the yeah. wonder even more, just because it, yeah, just the fact that he hasn't abandoned structure altogether. Like I kind of want to, you know, check out what he's doing. Well, they do add the caveat that he said he actually thinks that maybe having a more pre-planned. Um, idea or script and set will give him in some ways more freedom to go off the rails because the rails themselves will be more clear to use their metaphor. Sure. So it may still end up looking exactly like the Terrence Malick of this decade, but um, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I still, I, I'm torn. I really, really loved the thin red line. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's maybe the movie of his that I've watched the most. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Kind of clicked all the right little boxes for me. Sure. But I, I still think Badlands might be might be the best. It just, I mean, it's the cleanest, the simplest. Um, there's something, yeah, if you haven't seen it, oh, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, a great Criterion Blu-ray, which will provide a nice and lame segue to... <laughs> Filmstruck.com is up and running. If you don't know that, I think we've mentioned it before. It's the new streaming service um, mm-hmm. from Turner Classic Movies with the option of having the Criterion channel. They are pooling um, their entire library from Hulu, I think either this week or next, 
I think, you know, by the time this comes out, probably that week. Um, so all those movies are going away. Um, I got to test the beta a little bit and was really, really impressed by what I saw. And it looks like they've they've made some additional improvements. I still think there's a few things on the iPad app. If you just use that, that kind of bothered me as far as like you can't browse alphabetically, which we've talked about. Oh. Drives me crazy. You can yeah. on the website. So um, it's kind of cool. They've also got some stuff from the Criterion channel. I was just looking around today that's out of print, like Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I don't know if they have... Some of the special features are transferring from uh, their editions, and obviously they're known for you know packing those DVDs and Blu-rays full of features. Some of those are, are on this new service and new site. They All also right. do some original stuff. Um, I watched a pretty cool uh, little documentary on Kurosawa that they did originally. Really nice production value. Um, nice. They do some intros into certain films on the site not unlike they do on TCM those are also great I think having any kind of context (laughs) or organizing concept is completely foreign to so many streaming sites that it it baffles the mind to just go look at this and go oh okay here's some things that they group together that are early Kubrick movies or Fritz Lang or you know just um Right, just so many native people, native lands. You know, why is that like a new idea? Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it, it, it absolutely shouldn't be because um, it it definitely makes it seem like there's there's something to be done there. Like there's 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 work to be done. I haven't seen, uh, you know, some of these twelve horror movies. They only have twelve horror movies on the site right now, mm-hmm. uh, which which makes me feel bad, but. You know, I haven't seen House, which I can't believe I haven't seen yet. I know, me either. It's on my it's on my watch list. I got yeah, it right in there. Yeah, I mean, I could uh, I could I could spend a couple days right here uh, doing that. So, I assume that the files look good. Looks great. Yeah, being that it's Criterion, so you're not going to get like that one that's you know, that's kind of a the swap type looking. No, I don't think so thing. at all. Okay. I mean, I, the stuff that I watched during the beta, I think was all from the Criterion Collection um, mm-hmm. and it, it looked fantastic. Yeah, no streaming issues whatsoever. I didn't have any problems with that. Um, some of the, the, like, again, the special feature stuff looks really nice and well produced. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to find those little really rough old transfers, hopefully. And, you know, the fact that TCM does broadcast in HD also mm-hmm. gives me hope on their side. Sure. And it's not just, you know, they don't, it's not just completely limited to, to just classics either. They do have, like Holy Smoke is on there. And I don't, I don't know that that, I don't think there's a Criterion version of Holy Smoke, which, no. you know, if you want to go back and listen to our very first episode, that's the movie we talked about, Jane Campion. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's coming from the TCM library. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool that that they've got some stuff that you know, was made after 1960, as well as all the stuff that they'll have before that. Yeah, so worth checking out if you're listening to this. I imagine it, it might be up your alley. I'm thinking like it's 11 bucks a month to have everything with the Criterion. They call it the Criterion Channel. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this would be like a really awesome like a gift card for people. A lot of people, you yeah, know, just like a year's worth of that. Like if you don't know what to ask for for Christmas. Maybe you know maybe what? There you go. Yeah, that's a really good idea because I really don't know what to ask for for Christmas. I know, like the older you get, like forget it. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, today, I was like, "Do I want a bicycle? Should I ask people for a bicycle?" Like I don't even. 
Yeah. <laughs> this sounds kind of fun, right? Like, you know, I'm probably not going to go buy myself a bicycle. Yeah. The other thing I was going to ask, and, and it looks like uh, it's, it's pretty quick, is how quick does a title go up? When it comes, they add stuff every single week. Yeah, I know Blood they've Simple got Blood Simple is already up, and that's pretty. Blood Simple is already there. I know, like I looked for Kieslowski's The Decalogue, which just came out on Criterion, the like ten short, you know, hour long films he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not up yet, but right. um, I, you know, I, I think they're going to be adding it pretty quickly. George Washington's there. I looked for that. Um, nice. The The Player is a relatively recent Criterion release. That's up. What about Armageddon? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a nope. good question. We should Armageddon, not there. The Rock? Not there. Okay. The Rock isn't there. Come on. Are, did the Criteria do The Rock? I thought they only did Armageddon. Yeah. No, they did they both. Did, they did The Rock? Oh, nice. They have, they have versions of them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so Big Michael Bay to... fans over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> documentary Stanley Kubrick's Boxes which was produced in in the UK I believe um, perhaps for one of their 17 BBC stations I'm not positive I've never seen it I'm really excited about it I mean I think it is literally just about his his um, file system mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and the, the, the massive amount of material that he collected and organized and, and used for research on his films uh, that's streaming on on Vimeo now I don't think it had been for quite some time. It's it's only like forty five minutes. Oh, nice! Really excited to check that out. I did finally read the Stanley Kubrick and Me book by Emilio D. Alessandro, his longtime assistant and driver. How's that? And uh, hands down, one of the best things I've read in a while. Like period. Nice. Like it, it's it's nothing else I've read about Kubrick has given like that complete of a picture and done so without really talking about his movies at all it's just more oh, yeah. so much more about the process yeah, yeah, and yeah. from the point of view of someone who doesn't understand or, or really even care about like yeah <laughs> technique or anything like that or, or even just the artistic value of it um it was really just about like what his daily work life looked like and it was <sighs> insane like it really like he just he lived to do research basically um and that's why he had eight million boxes full of this stuff. Yeah. So um, can't wait to dive into that documentary. Should be exciting. Can't wait to dive into that documentary. Should be exciting. Can't wait to dive into that documentary. Should be exciting. Oh, Craig, do I dare, dare even say this? It's box office time. <sighs> All right. Here's the thing, guys. We uh, we're not good. We're not good at this. And uh, we thought we thought we had this one in the bag because. The movie Inferno came out. Ron Howard directing it. David Kep wrote the screenplay. You got Tom Hanks in it, for goodness sake. Of course that's going to be the number one movie. You don't even have to think about it. I haven't watched any of those movies. I'm not going to go see Inferno, but I know it's going to be number one. Sean, it's not number one. I think we should have thought about it. We, we really should have thought about it. Because <laughs> what came out of nowhere but Boo, a Medea Halloween. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I'm sure we, we jokingly snickered at. Oh, a boo, boo, a Medea Halloween. That won't be number one. Well, yes, it was. So really... We, we snickered a little bit. We, we did. snickered a little bit. And and this, I think this teaches us a valuable lesson to not snicker. It's made $57 million in two weeks. Yeah. That's insane. There are now two more Medea movies coming from Lionsgate, I just saw. <laughs> because Because really? that one, yes. Yeah. Absolutely legit because that has done so well. Like that's how big a weekend that had. I am going to see Boo of Medea Halloween. I feel like we should. 
I know. I finally, I, like, I just looked at the at the poster. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I just looked at the poster. I'm like, yeah, why, why wouldn't I watch this? This is a Medea I, horror movie. I did watch the trailer a long time ago because I got kind of excited about the, just the, the general so idea of it. Yeah. No, um, I, I, I got I got to watch it. I, I, I have to stop looking down my nose at things because... I, I did, there's nothing under my nose. I'm. It's all above my nose. All right. If you're listening to this right now and you've seen the Tyler Perry filmography, is there a Medea movie we should watch? A and B. Soon as Boo mm-hmm. hits the uh, hits the onlines, we're on it. We're doing a Boo episode. Got to do the Boo episode. <laughs> oh man. Prepare yourselves now. You're gonna have to pony up. Yeah. Uh, whatever it costs to rent it from iTunes, Google Play, wherever you go. Save yeah. your money. Um, ask for it for Christmas. We're going to watch it. We're, we're all going to watch it together. That's right. And we're going to learn awesome. <laughs> how to be humble. All right. So we're talking the weekend of Friday the 11th through the 13th. That's right. You got Almost Christmas, which I've never heard of. Um, you've got uh, Danny Glover, Monique is in this, um, Omar Epps. Mm-hmm. A couple other people. Comedy, obviously a holiday-themed comedy, so look what it could possibly do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arrival is happening on 2,200 screens. Uh, Dennis Villanueva, however you say his name. <laughs> Blade Runner Sicario guy. You should be excited about this big sci-fi movie. It mm-hmm. looks awesome. Um, something called Shut In, which is Naomi Watts' thriller, is opening on like uh, yeah, a little under 2,000 screens. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about that. No. Um, but those are the big releases. Along with that, you've got Ang Lee's new movie, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which I can't stand that title, but yeah. I've heard very mixed to ecstatic things about that. Also, I think he shot in the um, uh, higher frame rate, which should be interesting, Ooh, okay. uh, given how well that was received by The Hobbit. And um, (laughs) you've still got, obviously, the big movie I think that'll be hanging on is Doctor Strange, which Mm -hmm. last weekend was number one at the box office. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Edging out Trolls and uh, the new Mel Gibson movie, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, starring Andrew Garfield. Right. And on a much, much smaller release, uh, new Jeff Nichols movie, Loving. Okay, so let's talk about Craig's top five. Now... People, look, at this point, we're all living in Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump's America. And <laughs> oh, things, God, things, yeah, things are a little different now. Um, we all have a lot of things to think about in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to do. OK. I think I think it's going to be Dr. Strange at the top. Now, Trolls just came out with Dr. Strange, too. Massive release, 4,000 screens. Yeah, somehow yep. Trolls didn't beat Doctor Strange. The trailers for Trolls, not killing me. I kind of feel the <laughs> same way about Trolls I felt about Storks. And I think I think I ended up correct on Storks. They are right now plotting the Trolls and Storks uh, merger movie. Oh, they should. Yeah. Trolls. Yes, we're going to be a pretty big franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Strolls. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so I'm just going to say Trolls is not is not going to do it. I, I'm going to say, like, most of the people who would be taking their kids to Trolls actually snuck their kids into Doctor Strange, and that's wow. why things went, went great. So, yeah, it's going to be Doctor Strange again. I'm going to put Boo at number two just because, wow, just because okay. I like its moxie. Uh, and I'll put The Arrival at number three. Oh, boy, that's a really bad opening for a movie, The Arrival. But, again, those trailers, man, I don't know. 
Yeah. You know what? I'll, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to switch those two. I'm going to put Arrival at number two. Okay. Which I'll regret later. Boo is number three. Can it even do that? I'm going to have to put Boo at five. You know what? I'm going to put a Boo at five because I'm going to put <laughs> Almost Christmas. I think that's it. Doctor Strange, Arrival, Almost Christmas, Hacksaw Ridge, and Boo, Amidia Halloween. Okay. Okay. I've used up five. enough time of the show. Go ahead. Whew. Yeah, I know. Well, you helped, you helped me think through it. Okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep it quick then. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange number one, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go out on a limb and go almost Christmas number two. Nice. Let's see if, if those holiday movies can repeat their magic. Right. Even though this one is a solid two months ahead of the actual holiday that's in the movie. Sure. <laughs> well, it's almost <laughs> I think that's, that's fair. That's, uh, you know what? Yes, actually, you're that's right. Fair. The title's perfect. Um, Doctor Strange, almost Christmas. Arrival 3, mm. Hacksaw 4, Trolls 5. Oh. I think the Medea audience will have tapped out by then. Enough right. to make it down. I mean, it's still top 10? Absolutely. I think it slips out of top 5. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it does have a whole Interesting. other thing to go there. And probably wrong if history is <laughs> <laughs> any lesson. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing. You, you could do... Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the movies this weekend, oh, or in addition to going to the movies this weekend, sure, you could always just stay home and watch the season premiere of Red Oaks season two. Oh, that's a on good Amazon idea. Prime. I mean, you could do that. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to uh, uh, see the crowds. Spend any money? Are any one of those movies going to be better than than this? Probably not. I, I don't know. Yeah, Trolls I don't won. know. I mean, I'm pre- yeah, I'm prepared to eat crow when it comes to boo. But um, sure. No, it looks great. The the stuff that I've seen from it, I'm super excited. Obviously, um, I worked on episode five and, and eight. Mm-hmm. If you're counting at home, mm. and uh, man, I I can't wait to see how it came out. And I I love that cast. It's so so good. It is really well cast. Yeah, go check that out. It'd be fun. That's what I'll be doing. I think that's it, Craig. I think that's it, too. I think we, um, we talked it up here. As always, you can come visit us online. We'll try to uh, get the, the results, <laughs> the like lots of results of our predictions up on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. If you want to head over there. And, uh, yeah, go back to neverheardpodcast.com for all your other needs. And we are back next week talking about a Robert Wise movie called A House on Telegraph Hill, which you can find right now on Netflix, I believe. Right, Greg? That's right. (laughs) It was Netflix, right? Okay. It was on Netflix. It's a real tight little movie. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like it's a good fall movie, too, in a lot of ways. You Mm -hmm. know, there's something about fall that makes you want to watch a thriller, and this is a pretty competent one. So go check that out, and uh, come listen to that episode. Well, thank you very much, Sean, uh, for all your insights. Thank you, Craig. And outsights. Yeah, mostly mostly outsides. Everybody, uh, congratulations on your president winning and condolences on your president losing. Mm -hmm. If the the world doesn't end, we'll see you uh, next week. Yeah, bye guys. See you later.